You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This (laughs) is the show about our marriage. (laughs) And our money. Hi. So this is our first episode. So if you couldn't tell, we don't even really know our intro line yet. And there are only three of them. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we have our little outline here. And the first thing we put is, why do we have a podcast? And you asked me that before we started the show. And I could not really remember why I wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have no answers. Okay, I think because I've been listening to um, this new, this podcast that's new to me called Totally Married, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy just hearing from another, you know, in real life married couple and hearing about what they're dealing with and stuff. And then I guess I thought what would be interesting about a podcast that we could do is talking about our money because we love talking about our personal finances. And so I thought maybe that would be interesting for someone to listen to. So that's an interesting premise because is it is it weird that we're choosing topics that are taboo and nobody talks about to build a podcast around? I don't know. I guess I mean we're intimate not... marriage issues and money. Okay, and... well let's be clear. We're not talking about sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, maybe they're like kind of taboo topics, but we're not like being crazy here. No, no. Unless readers are readers, listeners, listeners. request it. And no, then, no. Even oh. then, no. Okay. I'm just going to put my foot down on that one. Um, okay. So on every podcast, first, we're going to talk a little bit about our marriage, and then we're going to talk about our money, as we said in our tagline. So, okay. So what's what's kind of going on in our lives right now? Um, what's, what's going on in your life right now, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> so we should probably be clear that this is the only way we can actually connect. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why I wanted to start podcast. our podcast. So have a designated time where we actually sit across from each other and talk because life is a little bit crazy. We are actually fitting this in because we are on a day date right now. Mm-hmm. We're both off from work today. And I guess that's been one of the primary ways we found to just get really good quality time together, like extended time. Is this right? a veiled attempt to save our marriage? Oh, no, maybe so. <laughs> and if it is, shouldn't we be taking this time to have sex? <laughs> oh, boy. I told you we're not going to talk about sex on this show. Sorry. My mom is probably listening. Oh. So there. Um, okay, so our lives are pretty crazy. Like I said, we have two little boys. Um, Dashiell is two, and Cedric is just about to turn six months old. And so they keep our lives pretty busy. On top of that, we both work full time. And then we both have our personal interests that we are trying to keep up. I already have a podcast, The Girl Next Door Podcast. You should Mm -hmm. definitely listen if you're not already. It's hilarious. Thank you. And I have a personal blog. You've been doing a lot of personal writing, things like that. So Mm -hmm. anyway, life is just kind of crazy. So we decided to run one podcast, two blogs, and now a second podcast on top of it all. And we have two little boys, and we both work full-time. Yes. So this makes all the kinds of sense. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Maybe this will just be like a three-episode three kind of podcast. <laughs> we'll see. I hope, it, I hope that it can last. So 
anyway, so that's kind of what's just like generally what's going on in our lives right now. Just kind of crazy, but we're trying to make time for each other where we can and for creative stuff, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this was just, you know, we kind of talked about the idea and it just sounded so fun. It was just like, we just got to try it, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. hopefully we can fit it in after bedtime and here and there. I don't know. Yeah. But now I'm trying to decide where to look. We're we're sitting across from each other right now, and this is like a look at me. <laughs> but should I be looking intensely at you and never? No, not intensely. And then you can glance at your outline. I mean, you're making this so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now let's check in on our money. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We love talking about personal finances, and I share openly about personal finances on my blog, risingshining.com. So Mm -hmm. I do have a pretty good breakdown of our budget, um, our income, what we spend, things like that there. But on this show, we'll just kind of check in where we are and maybe talk about kind of a big financial decision or situation that kind of we're dealing with right now and just kind of get into a little bit more detail about how we're managing our money. Yeah. So if you want to see actual numbers, we'll probably bring up specific numbers sure. here and there here, but if you actually want to see the whole thing, then you can go to risingshining.com mm-hmm. and every detail that people don't talk about are actual incomes and yeah. how, how we split things out and where things go, what we spend on, all that stuff is there. Yeah. We're not afraid to talk about it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. So what about just our kind of where we are generally with money right now? I mean, just kind of a disclaimer. I mean, we're in a good spot. We make a good amount of money mm-hmm. um, and we recognize that. So like our finances might not apply to everyone, but we hope that by kind of breaking down how we're saving and just our approach to money, that that could be something that is applicable to everyone. Yeah. I, well, we attempt to live well below our, we do live well below our means. And mm-hmm. so you can see what our incomes are and all those things on the, on the blog, but um, we live as if we made less money and where there's, where things might not be very similar to other people is how we try to save. Cause mm-hmm. we try to save a big percentage of what we take home yeah, bigger than average. Mm-hmm. And um, otherwise what we spend is, is not wildly, you know, different than your standard middle-class family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So how much money are we making every year? In total, um, eh, before taxes, Sure. Like 140-ish, 135. Okay. I make $55,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And so then you're making... 85. Okay. 86. Well, and plus you make a little bit extra in the summertime too. So Chris is a professor Mm -hmm. and I am a science writer for um, the same university. Mm -hmm. And so those are our professions. So Chris does make more money than me. And you work on a nine-month contract. And then if you work in the summer, which you often do teaching classes and continuing your research and things like that, then you are able to earn additional money. So there's a little bit of flexibility there. We know that we know you're going to at least make, what is it, 86, 87? Mm-hmm. 86. Um, $1,000 a year plus generally we can depend on a little bit more like twelve to 17000 in the summer. It all, it all depends. So I, I always work in the summertime and I teach some classes and some of them, I mean, I might teach one or two classes right. and then there depends. might be research and all sorts of things that add up to it. This and so depends. there's our actual annual income varies 
year to year because mm-hmm. my summer work differs year to year. But it's it's all around that that number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And so how much, like, what's kind of our savings goal right now? Obviously, we have plenty of expenses. I mean, we have the two young boys. Um, they're constantly growing out of their clothes. And we do own our home. And so there's, you know, the fixes and just kind of all the stuff that goes along with home ownership. Um, but we definitely try to prioritize savings. So how much are we kind of trying to save every year? Uh, a lot. And a lot. so <laughs> we are... You like going into our finances right now. I'm literally right now pulling up the um, the Excel spreadsheet budget that I, I love it. keep up assiduously. I love it. So we save as a percentage of our gross income right now. Let me make sure I have the right tab. About a little under 30% of our gross income. Um, our take home is more like 12 to 15% depending on other things that come up, repairs to cars and, and upgrades to house. So we decided to do things like that. And <clears throat> the difference really is, is in how much goes into our retirement through work and otherwise. Gotcha. So, so that's much more than average. I think average savings in the U S and I could be wrong. It's something like five or 10%. Oh, maybe okay. of uh, take home. Yeah. Okay. And I've gotten into Kelsey has gotten me into blogs and podcasts and things. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Mr. Money Mustache, yeah. which I found really interesting. I'm not um, totally, a total Mr. Totally Money Mustache fanboy, mm-hmm. but but I do like a lot of the things he says. And so we fall somewhere in the middle. He's a rabid saver mm-hmm. and we are a better than average saving family. Yeah. But the whole point of our savings is not only for just comfortable retirement, making sure we're secure and making sure we can get our kids through college, but it's actually also so that we maximize flexibility in the near term. Mm-hmm. And so right now we work full-time. I essentially work full-time, although nine months right. in terms of contract. But I, if we have financial flexibility, mm-hmm. then you could stop working at some point if you ever wanted to, for right. example. And I could not I like, have to work like so much in the idea. summer. I like that idea a lot, Christopher. <laughs> so here's been my philosophy for the past year. Okay. If we each work four quarters of the year, Oh boy, you're going to break it down in quarters. Okay, everyone. <laughs> you get to hear how Chris's mind works. This is what I have to live with. Our goal, our goal, we have the three-eighths goal, or at least I do. Okay, he's making, and he's making very big hand gestures right now. Yes. <laughs> strong points to strong. Okay, so, so break it down for me. We'll see. I don't know if this is going to make sense without the hand gestures, but we'll try. So you work four quarters of the year. When I work in the summer, four which quarters. I do, yes. So that's like full, that's like all the time. Also the whole year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I work essentially four quarters of the year because I take on summer work. Summer work? S- summer work. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> summer work. I work in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, when I talk money, I get sassy. You do. So we work eight eighths of the year. Okay. Now, if we have financial flexibility right. and I don't have to work in the summer, summer, <laughs> then we only work seven eighths of the year as a family. Because oh, because the because I remove one quarter of the year by not working okay. in the summer. So uh, that's still me full time, but you not working in the summer. Right. <laughs> okay. Seven eighths. But our intense saving is meant to eventually and much more quickly than would normally be the case, pay off our house. Okay. Yep. And when the kids start going to school and we don't have massive daycare costs and our house is paid off. Right. That's in like then, four to five years. Yes. Then you could choose not to work. Mm-hmm. You could still work if you want to, but you could choose not to work, mm-hmm. thus reducing another four eighths of our total working time 
bringing us to three-eighths of the year in aggregate that we work. <laughs> That's with me. I have four-eighths that I'm responsible for, and you have four-eighths that you're responsible mm-hmm. for. So if I was able to quit my job and just pursue my own creative work, mm-hmm. then I would be working zero-eighths like for somebody else. Right. And then if you're not working in the summer, you're just <laughs> working three eighths, even though you are working nine months out of the year. Yes. Which okay. is three quarters. <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm with you. I hope our listeners are also with you. <laughs> we might need you to maybe like write a little diagram, but S- anyway, so suffice it to say we would be working in total, across the two of us, much less than we have to. That's right. I thought you were about to make a pun. You had your pun look <laughs> on your face, which you've been known to do. I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't go there. There'll be plenty of puns, I'm sure, in yeah. the near future. Yeah. This so, isn't the Punny Money Podcast. Oh God, no, it's not, and it never will be. <laughs> um, okay, so that's kind of our general, broad approach, I guess, to money. Mm-hmm. Lots of savings trying to live below our means and we've got some pretty ambitious short-term financial goals that hopefully will lead to really just maximizing the flexibility that we can have as a family and I mean it's the flexibility as a family it's we can spend time with our boys and spend time all together as a family and then also we both have lots of interest in these creative side projects I mean the podcast that I'm doing, my blog. There's some other writing projects I would love to do. You'd love to be able to do more writing. So it just gives us freedom to maybe do those. So mm-hmm. that would be really exciting. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are open to listener questions. We would love for you to send in your financial questions, maybe your financial questions in the context of a relationship that you're in, we would love to hear them and try to answer them. I mean, neither of us are financial planners, but just have thought about money a lot, especially in the context of relationships. So we will be offering our unqualified advice. Except the financial planners are full of shit and we're not. Ooh. And so our advice is actually um, real and good and theirs is dumb. (laughs) <laughs> All right. There you go. If you have a financial planner, ditch <gasps> him or her, and all of a sudden, just like that, we're already saving you money. Wow. Yeah. There you go. We already saved you money with our first podcast. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. Um, so this is a question that I have received several times through my blog, and that is, how do couples decide how much to each contribute to household expenses to bills and savings, especially when they're making kind of vastly different amounts of money. Like if the if the wife is making significantly more and the husband's making significantly less, should they still contribute equally or should it be kind of based on a percentage of what they're bringing to the household? So let's kind of talk about how we have approached that. Yeah, I think I think it all depends on, on if one or the other spouse needs to be punished. What? No, only kidding. <laughs> I might have to edit that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because for our whole relationship, I've always made less money than you. mm -hmm. And I guess maybe increasingly so, because I think you've continued to get probably bigger raises over time than I have. I'm not not quite sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so I'm not sure. I think maybe at the very beginning we were maybe contributing. I don't know. I think it has always been variable. And you've probably always pulled 
more weight in terms of the money. Like even if we were contributing equally to our bills, then mm. you were contributing more to savings. And so still overall you were, so like the extra money that you're making beyond our like joint expenses, you're, you weren't always just keeping for yourself is like, Oh, this is my money. You mm. were contributing it still to like our household in joint savings. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess, I guess it should be mentioned that I, I, I guess I've generally not managed our money, but I've kind of planned you, our money. You love to plan <clears throat> our money. I mean, I also love managing our finances and stuff, but you just love it so much and are checking in probably on a daily basis mm-hmm. and you're sending me awesome emails about our finances. I love getting those emails. Um, and so, yeah, so we're, so we're both involved, but you're the one who's like more heavily managing yeah, it. Yeah, I have, I have some uncontrolled avarice but I try to use my avarice for good. So <laughs> so I channel it to managing our money. Not that you couldn't ever step in and know exactly where all our money is at all for times sure. and what we're doing with it. But and just we both have like full access to our accounts and yeah. everything like that. So yeah, 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 it's yeah. all very transparent. But in terms of breaking things down, I think I've never had a percentage, like a hard percentage in mind right. that X percent of yours goes to our bills, X percent of mine goes to our bills and then savings breakdowns or whatever. Right. What I have done, I think... I think I've kind of gone from, I've started with savings goals because that we start there for us. And I think for most people, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say most people, people can do what they want with their money, but I would recommend, and here's my qualified advice that you start with savings goals and then format everything else around that in terms of what you're going to spend and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I think I've started with savings goals and in terms of savings for the future and then savings for just our personal short-term stuff. Mm Um, and so with that in mind, I, I wanted to make sure that you had enough short term, your own personal savings that you wouldn't be tight and and could build the savings month to month. And I could do the same. And I have special requirements because I have to save not just for, Oh, that's right. Cause you only get paid nine months out of the year while you're on contract. And then even though you usually are working and getting a paycheck in the summer, we always plan as if you won't get paid in the summer. Right. So, so you're I, having to save a lot. I always save throughout the year such that if I had no opportunities to pick up extra work in the summer, I would still have money enough to pay our bills. Thanks or my for that. Portion of our, yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, with that in mind, again, there's no hard percentage, but I think I've just tried to give you the, the minimal amount, but enough that you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't be going broke in your personal savings I account see. every month. I see. You could build it so mm-hmm. long as there weren't outrageous expenses. Right. Cause, and cause we have kind of maintained, even though we have joint checking and joint savings, we have usually maintained and still have separate savings accounts. And mm-hmm. that's just for, I mean, like personal kind of more extravagant expenses. Mm-hmm. You usually do a guy, a guy's trip once a year, like to Vegas or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of extra money for clothes or whatever like that. Like it's both expenses that we're both totally fine with, but we kind of have just had these accounts so that, I don't know, they're kind of above and beyond kind of extravagances. So we kind of save our own money for those. Yeah. I would even call them extravagances, but just things that we don't have line item budget. Right. Budget line items for. Okay. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's why we're talking. We do have a lot of joint accounts, but that's why you're kind of talking about like, having my personal savings still be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And and I do the same thing for my own. So my right. own savings is just enough that I have money for 
a little bit extra, a little bit of fudge factor. Mm-hmm. And that's meant to include anything. So if a car breaks down, right. the one car we have mm-hmm. and we need to get it fixed, we have some extra money for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have everything for summer. So that's the savings part. And then those are minimal, but enough, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Um, and then from there, and really that's dependent on the big goal. And the big goal is savings for the future. So right. paying off our house is right. a big one. We wanted to have done in four to five years. Yeah. And other people, like if they were just starting to plan, it might be like, okay, what are your, you know, short-term five-year savings goals? Maybe it's to buy a house or maybe it's to move to a new city. You or know. what's your most annoying debt that you want to get rid of? Right. Or you're planning to have a baby. So whatever, you kind of start with like, okay, where do we want to be in like five years? Here's what we want to be able to save and then kind of back it out from there. Mm-hmm. What you can each afford to contribute. Yep. Yeah. And then once you have that in mm-hmm. place, then any money that's left, you, you've got to pay your bills. And I know that sounds counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. So you usually think you'd start with your bills and then mm-hmm. figure out savings first. We start with savings mm-hmm. and then figure out bills because it, it's likely the case you have items in your budget, if you do budget, mm-hmm. that are not necessary. Mm-hmm. And so you start cutting things back to minimal numbers or you remove things that aren't necessary. Mm-hmm. You can happily live or unhappily live without. Right. Um, and then... After we figure out all the money we need for bills, um, well, that's it. (laughs) There you go. It's that simple. So one thing is, you know, if people are making two very different amounts of money, I think we've still usually always allocated for ourselves the same amount of kind of what we call entertainment money. Mm -hmm. And that's the money, the kind of the personal allowance that we each have each month for like buying coffee or lunch out or just kind of these little personal, personal expenses. So even though you have always made more money than me, we've always usually had in our budget, like the same amount of personal allowance money. And so that's just kind of another something that, I mean, I think works well for that. You're able to maybe contribute more to your personal savings. And so maybe you have extra money that if you wanted to buy something extra one month, but that's just another way that it does feel equal because it's not like, oh, I only get $50 a month to buy, you know, clothes or coffee or whatever, and you're getting $300 a month. It's always been kind of equal. So I think that's kind of something that is, has been nice and worked well. Well, it's, and this is a thing, everybody's marriage is different and how people think about money is different, but I, I don't see like your income and my income. I just see two streams of income. Gotcha. And where's this money going to go? And Mm -hmm. we have individual bills that aren't like part of a, that aren't, family bills, I guess. And so like my, I have student loans that I'm still paying off and that money comes out of my own savings. Mm -hmm. It's in our budget, but, but it still comes out of my savings. Mm And, and so it's just, it's just money. It should be, I think the easiest way to think about a family's income is that it is just that family's income and Mm -hmm. not somebody's money that we're, you know, negotiating to use or something. It's just a big pot and you figure out where it all goes to maximize your savings. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, we definitely kind of went through a transition from since before we were married because we started managing our finances together when we moved in together um, like seven years ago. That was before we were even engaged. And Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of uh, like a transition, you know. So maybe for some people, if you're not married already, um, you know, there might kind of be still like 
some holding on to like kind of the individualness. I don't know. You kind of have to find, you have to find what works for you, but definitely having those common savings goals is a really good place to start. And then things kind of start falling into place. If you're both working towards a common goal, mm-hmm. then. Yeah. I think I, I think I was that way when we started. I was, I think so. We had our own personal savings, our own personal checking. We kept everything kind of separate, even though we knew how right. much money was going where. Right. Exactly. We didn't actually. That was like a really good first step. Um, if you're just wanting to start managing finances with someone is just start making everything transparent. Like even mm-hmm. if you're not going to open any joint accounts yet, just start looking at each other's finances and kind of be okay with that. Start checking in. Yeah. If you're not sure your marriage is going to last, then just, you know, look, <laughs> right. but don't touch <laughs> and, then, and then merge from there <laughs> if things are looking brighter. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, so moving on to the next segment, which I think we're going to be calling One Big Thing. Mm-hmm. So what is kind of the one big thing going on in life for you right now that you're thinking about the most? Maybe that's the most difficult, that's the awesomest, just kind of what's the big thing on your mind? Teeth. 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 Your teeth? Well, actually, my teeth and your teeth. Oh. I, I have concerns about your teeth. You do. Actually, and our children. So it starts with our kids because they were both teething, oh, which boy. means our evenings are... Um, it's been a lot of crying. <laughs> it's been a lot of crying. And not just among the kids. And so <laughs> they're, the two-year-old is sprouting molars yeah. and oh, the six-month-old is sprouting his two top front teeth yeah. and two bottom front teeth. Yeah, so much so, drool. Yeah. So much drool. <laughs> yeah, they're like human slip and slides. Uh-huh. So... Uh, so that's just dominating uh, the the mood of the whole house. Yeah. Um, but then we both just went to the dentist. Yes. And see, I, since I think so long-term about stuff, I started thinking, you know, we're, we're doing so much to try to maintain our health right. and our money for the future so that we're happy in retirement whenever that starts. Um, but our teeth, that would, that would bring significant unhappiness if we had bad teeth. That's true. So we need to do a really good job having healthy teeth and gums. Okay. I mean, I think we're doing a pretty good job. I'm trying to floss more. I really am trying. Yeah. I need, well, I've, see, that's the thing is, is the kids' teeth negatively yeah. impact our teeth because they're so <laughs> stressful sometimes. <laughs> All you want to do is just maybe oh, yeah. like, you know, do the cursory brush and then right. fall into bed. Totally. Um, and not the mouthwash and not the flossing. And, right. and that's where I've uh, not done as well. Okay. Well, let's really commit. Okay. All right. We just agreed just now. Oh, I've got my big thing. Okay. <laughs> um, I just thought of it. And that is painting the house. Oh. So excited. We just This is met- a deal gone bad for me. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> we just met with our painter today that we decided to go with. We are painting the interior of our house, not the exterior. That's gonna come later. We've got a lot of different color on our walls that we painted when we first moved in about six years ago and colors that came from uh, an interior designer that Kelsey identified and hired granted <laughs> granted and we both agreed I offer to this context for a reason <laughs> well okay at the time I was okay with the colors there are some colors I never really warmed up to um but you know what it's been six years and I'm ready for a change it's something I've talked about for a long time and we kind of came to well we brokered we brokered a deal mm-hmm. here um, you found maybe some musical equipment that you were really coveting and really wanting. Mm-hmm. And so you said, Hey, if I can spend some of our money on this, maybe you can spend some of our money on something that you really want. 
and painting the house has been one of those. So anyway, I mean, I'm happy. But in the meantime, I decided I didn't want the guitar that I found. <laughs> the painting is still going forward. <laughs> the painting is still happening. <laughs> I held fast to that and I'm not turning back. But I'm okay with it because this is this is another thing a married couple should think about when it comes to money is how much are you investing in your house? Sometimes mm-hmm. we get excited about projects and want to commit to them and do them and spend the money on them, mm-hmm. even though people don't often spend a long time in houses. They often That's true. move. And um, and then the money that you put into most projects in a house, you do not get... Not going to see back. Yeah. But this is a house, we're planning on paying it off in four to five years time, and we probably are going to be here for the long term. And even if we weren't, I don't even know if we'd sell it. So anyway, it's... um. And plus, I think, I feel like at that price, it's not an insignificant amount of money for sure. But I think at that price, especially if, you know, it has the same lifespan as the last paint job, six years plus, I feel like over time that, and and the happiness that it's going to bring me, Christopher, it's (laughs) worth it. (laughs) It's worth it. (laughs) It's true. We've had a stressful many months for all sorts of reasons. And we deserve this. I deserve this. You deserve it. Oh, thank you. So anyway, I am super excited about that. Work is actually supposed to start maybe as early as next week. So yeah, Yeah. that's the big thing on my mind. I'm very excited. But I am banking the theoretical $1,500 I would have spent on the guitar in my mental bank. Okay. (laughs) That's another kind of banking that we do, mental banking. (laughs) (laughs) And I will... Um, choose to spend that. Later. All right, cash it in later. I'm yeah. fine with that. Okay. I'm fine with that. Okay, so I think that's a wrap for our first show, but thank you so much for listening to our first show. And don't forget, uh, we would love for you to send in your financial questions um, to us. You will receive our, well, Chris says it's qualified advice. I don't know. You'll receive our advice, whether you think it's qualified or unqualified, that could be up to you. <laughs> you can email us at heymatrimony at gmail.com. And note, matrimony is M-A-T-R-I-M-O-N-E-Y. Mm. Hey, matrimony. The cleverness of the E. Oh, so, so clever. Um, And Twitter, we're also Hey Matrimony, M-O-N-E-Y. And we love to get your iTunes reviews. If you loved the show, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review and say what you thought. So we are signing off, reminding you to love your honey, not your money.